0: listen let it on hey what's up everybody welcome back to another brand new episode of sherm in the booth i'm of course your host sherm today is friday august 9th 2019 Guys, this is episode 7070 on the dot. This is a big, big one, I have to say. Tomorrow is also a very big day for the Lavender Group and myself for one main reason. We are bringing in world-renowned DJ producer, Hook and Sling. It is my honor to have him on Sherman the Booth. Earlier this week, I had the chance to actually interview him on the phone. So much fun, what a humble guy. Originally from Australia, he's been living in Los Angeles since about 2012. If you don't know Hook and Sling, do a quick google search this guy is fucking awesome an amazing producer he has tons of awesome originals it all kicked off for him in about 2011 with his massive hit take you higher it's actually one of the main reasons I got into electronic music but since then he's collabed with Galantis and Sam Felt he's also had official remixes from Matoma Cascade and the Chainsmokers not to mention mr. Swedish House Mafia himself Axwell remixed one of hooks biggest songs Tokyo by night but enough of me talking guys I want to get into this interview interview. Like I said, Hook is such a genuine guy. I got really into it with music production, what's to come, of course, his home life and what he likes to do in his free time and how he relaxes on the road. So let's get into it right now. Thank you again, Hook, for coming on the show. This is episode 70 of Sherman the Booth. Hello. Hey. Hey, Anthony. Can you hear me? Oh, hey, man. Yeah, I can hear you. How are you, brother? Good, dude. How's it going out in L.A. right now? Where are you coming from? Um... I just got back from um
1: Yosemite actually over the weekend.
0: Um oh, you're
1: kidding. Yeah. Um I had a weekend away just to chill. I had like a weekend off. Um yeah, uh one weekend off this weekend and I'm back on the road um as of like a few days time, so just yeah. thought I'd take it, you know, get up and uh get away for a minute.
0: Of course, man, Yosemite's beautiful. I was just out in um Zion. Have you ever been there before? Oh, I've heard about that. Oh, uh, You got to check it out. I've never been to Yosemite, but Zion was beautiful. We went a few months ago. It was early May, so it wasn't too hot. But I love the outdoors, man. I totally relate with you there.
1: That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I need
0: to like. I've been doing a lot of studio stuff lately, so it's been like
1: a, been like a good um break from like, you know, being sitting in the, at the desk and doing hours
0: in the studio and stuff. Of course, man. Of course, you got to disconnect. I, I always tell my friends like, sometimes I got to go on a run or outside, no headphones. Just clear the mind. Absolutely, dude. Is your studio at your house, or do you go somewhere for that? Then
1: Uh, it's at home.
0: Yeah,
1: so I'm um, I'm uh, set up in like the living room of my house. (laughs) So I kind of (laughs) like take over the whole house. Um,
0: I saw you have a girlfriend, or is that your wife? Oh, that's
1: my girlfriend. Yeah,
0: but she's used to it though.
1: Well, she doesn't live with me, but like when she comes over, like it's just it's just like um. You know, the living room and the TV room is all just studio gear and stuff. So she's, you know, she's, <laughs> that's just how it is.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. My my girlfriend, she she gets it. You know, if she's over, she's like, all right, I'm here now. It's my time, right? And I'm like, okay, fine, fine. I
1: want to argue with you. So you <laughs> you leave you
0: from Chicago? Yeah, man. I'm in Chicago. I'm actually I'm part of the Lavender Group who booked you for Saturday. We're so pumped.
1: Oh, it's sick, man. Okay, awesome.
0: Dude, it's it's gonna be great. Like we've worked with some of the beat kid guys previously, and. I've been a huge fan of you for so long, and I saw your name on there. And I told my buddy, I was like, "Dude, we gotta get hooked to Chicago." This—I don't know how much you've looked into the rooftop, but one of the best in the city. Very special place. The invites are looking really good too. We're pumped.
1: Oh, good, dude! All right, awesome. And then, what's what's the interview today for? Is it like a radio thing, or is it like a written? Um, like, how do you present this interview?
0: Absolutely, man. So so you're on Sherman the Booth right now or Sherman the Phone, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. But um I've been doing this podcast for almost three years now. Um I'm based in Chicago, so I've had tons of different people come on, not just DJs and producers, but people in the health and wellness industry, really buddy who's anybody who's passionate about what they do and I figured it was a good way to connect with you as well before we have you come out.
1: Yeah, cool man, I know, I appreciate it. That's good.
0: Yeah, and it'll be out on uh, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. So we'll probably release it here Friday, kind of as like a little bit of a hype-up for Saturday's set.
1: Yeah, okay, perfect.
0: Yeah, man, but we'll get into it. I know you're a busy guy. Um, Like I said, man, I've been uh, been following you for quite some time, so this is kind of a a humbled honor for me right now to be talking to you. Got a lot of respect for you. So, I mean, I remember in 2010 or 2011, I was uh, just graduating high school, going into college, and, you know, that was kind of the big boom of progressive, you know, yeah. back in the days with, of course, your hit Take You Higher. That's a huge track for me. I got it on the USB since the first day of started using CDJs, actually. But, you know, you've been around for so long, man, and uh, you've had so much success. But back in the day, you know, kind of before it happened, I wanted to ask what was that change in pace like for you initially, you know, after Take You Higher, the kind of the big boom for you, and how do you keep your creative energy flowing all these years later? Um,
1: it's, it's, it's hard. Um, yeah, not really hard, but like I'm a creative person anyway. I used to be a graphic designer, um, before I started, um, production and DJing. So I was kind of like, I always have like a creative mind and my mind's always like ticking over. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, going from like design to music was just another part of the creative process. I'm constantly like, I find myself constantly inspired. I'm very lucky like that, um, where I hear something on the radio or I hear I'm out in the club and I'm like, oh damn, that sounds good. Or you know, <laughs> I'm kind of just my mind's always going. You know, like I've always got something <laughs> bouncing around in my head like a new idea for a track. So absolutely, uh, but I do have my moments where I, I lack inspiration, and and then I've I've learned through, you know, like you know all my years of production and, and, and so forth, um, that, you know, you don't force those kinds of things. You just kind of like take a break, go for a drive, take the dog out, whatever. Go to Yosemite. And go to Yosemite. That's what I, yeah, that's what I did <laughs> on the weekend, man. So that's right. Um, yeah, I kind of, I, you start knowing yourself, I suppose, no circumstances.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I always like to ask people, you know, like success is, is kind of in today's age, you know, who's famous or who's rich or who's popular, but, I think the people who do it the longest in music are the people who enjoy it along the way and success is just something that con- comes along with it right
1: yeah i mean it's,
0: it's music a big part of my life like um you know growing up in my
1: household like my dad uh would play like a lot of old records and and you know i'd be listening to like led zeppelin and you know nice. my mom would love like johnny mitchell like a lot of 70s um that's awesome yeah. So and then my dad had a guitar lying around the house, which I just picked up and, and taught myself how to play. But then it, it never really became like, not work, you know what I mean. But never really took over until like I was working my design job and I was just like, you know, I just I just needed a more satisfaction with my creativity. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, it's it's evolved into like you know moving to LA and you know leaving my family and and friends behind in Sydney, which is. kind of crazy when i do these interviews and think about like how much has changed
0: absolutely man i mean
1: you've come such a long
0: way and when did you originally move to la from australia then
1: uh that move was 2012
0: 2012 how do you like la compared to australia
1: uh it's it's different man like i i love it i have to say i love it. i love california i love yeah um la for me is just kind of like a hub you know because to to go to the airport and and all that but you know i'm constantly moving around so i I love exploring California, like San Diego, going to the beach. I used to live on the beach in Sydney. So I find like California is kind of similar to Australia in that, to Sydney in that way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know I've had a lot of friends go to Sydney before. I know kind of like, obviously, lifestyle is a little bit different, but California is is not really American to me when I go there, especially living in Chicago. I got family in New York too. There's a whole different world there.
1: Yeah, it really is, man. Um well, Australia definitely is a lot more laid back. Um, yeah, but you can find parts of, like, if you have a real, like, hunger for success and you want to just do shit that other people aren't doing, like, you can do that in Australia, but you kind of reach a point where, I don't know, people start a bit of tall poppy syndrome. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys call that, like, that over here. but You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I know what cut, you mean. People cut you down for, like, either... Like if I told someone in Australia like, you know, I'm a really good remixer and I honestly believe that I am. Um <laughs> and it's like people in Australia kind of take that the weird way they're like, oh, he's kind of like big up at himself and right. And it's I don't know it's a different kind of culture like it's but I I'm, I'm quite a humble person. I don't really say that kind of stuff, but yeah. giving you an example that people kind of feel weird about, you know, success in Australia. Really. You know, it's it's not like it's a it's a bad thing. It's just that it's like um, it's just very different over here. Like you can't you can't be humble in in LA if you want to get somewhere. You know, there's so many people talking <laughs> and trying to give you their business card and tell you that they're the biggest thing going around. That you just kind of have to sort through all that kind of noise. You know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I suppose
1: there's just less noise in Australia with that kind of that kind of stuff.
0: I think that makes complete sense. I mean, L.A. to the outside perspective, of course, is the place where people go to become famous. But mm. it's a lot different when you live there. I mean, a lot of people move there so on a dream. Was the reason you moved there was, like you said, a hub, but also collaborate with other producers? Or what's been a, a one of your favorite parts about living there?
1: Uh, lots of different reasons. Um, I mean, the 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 fact that I'm close to the states and like you know Miami and the west and the east east coast was a big factor, even though I'm like 14 hours, 13 hours from home, like I'm still able to tour around the States and, and still get back to Australia and it's still kind of central here. Um, and then obviously like being signed to labels, you know, over here, it kind of helps being in the mix and my management's in LA too. Um, it does make it easier being here, but it's not like essential, but it's just, it's, it makes it a little bit easier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean there's the music scene and the radio scene in Los Angeles is huge. I've actually I was originally born in Santa Monica and it's always kinda of called my name. I kinda of wanted to hang out here in Chicago. It's such a great city, you know, Midwest vibes. I grew up in Indiana, so I hear what you're saying though. Yeah, man. That's how it goes, man. Um when's the last time you've been in Chicago then? Um
1: Chicago, damn. When was I in Chicago? Sh I feel like it was it was kind of recent let me think
0: <laughs> yeah. i should look
1: that we'll have to look that up and then put that <laughs> in the
0: notes or something <laughs> i'm writing it down right now <laughs> i'll say it before the interview then i'm really bad with that kind of stuff i mean fast paced lifestyle right uh yeah yes and no like i just
1: i you know i don't i'm not the kind of person that like you know like I'm talking on the phone to my mom back in Australia. She's like, "Where are you going this weekend?" I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. I'm, I know I'm leaving here at Friday at 10 a.m. Like I don't <laughs> store. I don't store that information in my brain. I write it down somewhere. It's on a schedule, and I yeah, kind of sure. just like during the week I'm doing my studio stuff, and I know the day before I kind of just be like, "Okay, I'm going to here this weekend and there tomorrow." And um, it's just kind of how I how I think about my how I play my week out.
0: Yeah, of course. I mean, you kind of answer one of my questions here. It's, you know, some of the biggest challenges you face on the road. You know, how do you prevent that burnout? You said you went to Yosemite, but what about while you're on the road, on a tour? How do you kind of stay grounded?
1: Um, I don't drink that much, to be honest.
0: Yeah, um, going be I, huge. Yeah, I look after myself. I
1: look after my health. I'm like, um, I got a good group of friends here in, in L.A. that we all hang out and we kind of um like stay pretty active together like i'm either doing crossfit or we're going running or i do a bit of mountain biking as well all right um yeah man so i'm i don't know i I have my music friends and i also have like you know my other crew which is kind of like they don't give a shit about what i do you know what i mean (laughs)
0: like
1: yeah we don't talk about music it's just about you know food and i don't know just staying healthy and i don't know that's I, I focus on that a lot cause I enjoy like eating well and, and being active. So yeah. and when the weekend comes, I kind of, you know, just go with it. Lack of sleep I'm okay with. Um, I don't really drink a crazy amount. So yeah, I just, I just love writing the music dude and, and playing. So that's like, um, I don't course, let too much other stuff in on that. Of course, man. And,
0: and once you do, that's when you kind of lose sight and, at the end of the day, like I said, it's all about the music and you enjoy that and
1: that's what makes you happy. Yeah, it's a slippery slope though. Like I, I can see how like success breeds um an unhealthy uh environment, but yeah. you know, as long as you're aware of it, you know, it's it's something that you can manage, that's for sure.
0: Absolutely, man. And and you mentioned your music, I wanna talk a lot about that. Um you what what uh, what digital audio workspace can you use? Uh, I use Ableton. Ableton. Have you always been in Ableton?
1: No. Um, I started off with Pro Tools, and then okay. Pro Tools, and then I went to Ableton um, after that. But then, because Pro, Ableton hasn't always been, like, the best. I don't know if, if your listeners are very pre- technical, like, you know, producer <laughs> and shit and all that. Yeah, but Ableton, Ableton isn't really, hasn't historically been the best for, like, summing and uh mixing down and you know getting a precise good sound um so pro tools has always been good for that so i used to use both i used to write in ableton and then mix down in pro tools and then when ableton got good enough over the last like five years um i started Or maybe more than that maybe like seven years i i started doing everything in ableton
0: yeah, I mean, Ableton, is, here in Chicago, a lot of people use Ableton. I, I personally use Logic just because I'm an Apple guy and it's yeah. easy to integrate. But, I mean, Ableton, from what I've heard, especially from a collaboration standpoint, working with other people who are in other DAWs, even mm. Pro Tools, even Logic, of course, Ableton, like you said, it seems to be huge benefit because it has all of those core components. Like you said, yeah, I may not be able to mix the masters out the best, but in terms of collaboration, it's pretty easy from what I've
1: heard. Yeah. um, the All the collaborations I've been doing recently, no one has Ableton. So, really? So been, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So, I've just been getting, like, stems. I've been getting, like, just audio. um, And then I either recreate stuff or, you know, play stuff over the top. But, yeah, it's rare that I do a track with someone and we're both in Ableton, like, you know, working the same, you know, <laughs> Mac
0: and Ableton, you know. Yeah, of course. I mean, when you do collaborate with, you know, the producers, Glance, for example, are you in the studio with them or just due to tour schedules? Are you doing things separately? How does that exactly work from a collaboration standpoint?
1: Um, we, I mean, for Love on Me, we worked remotely. Right. Um, but then we've we've been working on some new stuff recently.
0: Awesome. Yeah. I saw you were at the Brooklyn Mirage with them recently?
1: Yeah, I did a show with them in Brooklyn. I was sick. That was uh, that was like a five thousand person outdoor venue. Um,
0: I, I, I was just there last weekend. What a what a crazy place!
1: Oh yeah, you went there. It's so good.
0: <laughs> yeah, like you know, New York is such a crowded place, and to go into an open air venue like that in Brooklyn is is very special.
1: Yeah, it's definitely my favorite show with them. I've done a few shows with them, and that was. That was a good one. a Really, really amazing one. And also, you know, a lot of their fans know my music too. You know, I think we've cross-pollinated or whatever that, whatever the best way to describe it. You know, yeah, I like love of me. Cool. And then I did the Gold Dust remix. And for people that don't know, like Mike Snow is, you know, Christian from yeah. Stellantis. So, you know, I did the mix for Mike Snow. And, you know, it's all kind of intertwined. But back to the original uh, question, like we've uh they live, the guys live in L.A. as well, so they came to the studio here and we um, we worked on a couple of things in, at my house in the studio here. Of course.
0: Are, are there any songs for you that stand out personally, whether it's an original remix or collaboration, that you're either most proud of or means the most to you?
1: Um, I have to say the new stuff that I'm working on. I know that sounds like uh you know, when so as soon as the song is out and I'm done with it, like I'm I not that I'm done, but it's like <laughs> move on, I'm constantly moving on to the new stuff. But honestly, yeah. man, I have some new I've written been writing so much in the last few months that this all these new all this new music is, is the stuff that I'm most proud of for sure. I feel like I feel like some special shit's about to happen.
0: Oh, that's what I like to hear. That's awesome. Like can we expect something if you can even reveal it yet?
1: Um I don't know if I can actually announce anything yet, but I've been, been working with Glandis on, on some things. Um, and I've also been working with another artist who's an established artist, but he's doing a side project and I'm going to be the first collaboration with him with his side project. So it will be Hook featuring this guy. Um, and yeah, I mean, then the, the rest of, hook originals i'm trying to think if i'm oh a bunch of remixes i'm doing i just finished a remix for ava max for her new single oh um, really which one uh I'm not, i don't know if i can say the name of the single but it's not oh. out yet <laughs> i'm trying to trick you i'm sorry
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> i don't think people know that i don't think people know this song' coming out but she yeah she's got a she's got a killer new single so i just literally
0: sent sending off the master like today or tomorrow that's awesome um, that's so exciting that's 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 i mean you've done so many remixes that in one way or another like Axel remix tokyo by night i mean how does that work for kind of getting your name out there it's kind of a two-way street right like ava max is going to share that you'll share her hmm. music
1: yeah i mean the actual thing was a huge boost for me um it was you know getting like someone like ax picking up your record and and being in love with it so much that he wants to remix it is a is a is a huge deal, especially for like when I was you know at that point I just moved to the states and I was like, am I, am I doing the right thing or? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was that that was a really cool experience, and I still I saw him at Tomorrowland actually a couple of years ago, and I you know we was always he's always like, yo, I love that new thing that you did, and I'm like, yo, I love the thing that you did. <laughs> you know, he's, just, he's just a fucking great guy, like he's a genuine talented dj and producer like seriously good dj and an amazing producer
0: yeah he is he's not
1: definitely doesn't not there's no ghost writing when it comes to axwell and there's no ghost producing when it comes to his dj sets like that's you know i feel like there's a lot of that shit going on in the industry right now but for him like it's
0: all him you know he's, he's super talented
1: and deserves um, all the
0: success that he has i mean he's he's got that sound and i think you and him have a lot of similarities. How your sound has grown, you know, it's yeah. kind of just continues to evolve. The more you make, like you said, like you work on a song for so long, and I, I feel like kind of that producer's ear mindset, right? You're like, I can't hear this kick again. I, I feel like I'm. Um, it's starting to sound bad. I got to get this out, and then you're on to the next one, and then you learn from that, and then you're on to the next one. Yeah,
1: it's a constant. It's a constant evolution. Like you never, you never achieve. uh, You never come to the end of the road. Um, you're constantly learning and the sooner you realize that, like the better producer you'll become, you know?
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. With the better producer, you know, like yourself, you get the shows and you've had so many amazing sets, man. I mean, you played in Ibiza, future music festival, stereo sonic beyond wonderland, just to name a few. Are, Mm
1: -hmm. Are those,
0: I mean, is that kind of, I guess, for lack of a better term, the reward you feel, or is it, you know, hearing feedback, Instagram or online in some way? What's the best part for you?
1: The shows are definitely a really like, it's a quick fix. It's a quick hit, you know, like <laughs> yeah, I play, I play a new song and then people would just, you know, the drop would, drop would hit and everything and it just works. And that for me is like, Oh yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and then the, the slower kind of response is, you know, putting a song out and, you know, reading the comments, like someone would, post on their on their story like that you know my semi robin schultz remix or right or whatever and i'd be like oh damn you know that that dude's definitely into that mix like i see someone dancing around you know <laughs> in their car to it and that kind of like right. happens you know three four weeks after it's come out which for me is like three months maybe after i've done it so it's a slower right slower um slower burn but yeah i mean it's it's cool to see the reaction like i I do get caught up so much in in my own in your own like studio world that you kind of forget not forget but you kind of tune out like how it affects people. I kind of forget how you know how people how other people respond to music. The, yeah. the weird weird thing.
0: Electronic like music, especially too. I mean, how much it's grown in the past decade, right? Like what it means to people and just the industry that it started from it the whole festival world the club Mm. world you know all that type of stuff in the united states it's grown so much but i feel like we're seeing another turn so to speak just from my perspective as a dj you know i'm 27 i've been djing for five years so you know not nearly in the same league as you but Mm. what i notice is you know people kind of wanting the next step and from someone like yourself who's really moved the needle over the past 10 years what do you think the next decade holds for electronic music
1: um i think i think it's up and going now like a lot of people were like oh EDM's dead or house music <laughs> like it's the same house music is disco and disco died like those <laughs> people don't know what the fuck they're talking about because <laughs> because we're in a new we're in uncharted territory like mm-hmm. this is the beginning of this could be a huge electronic movement that's going to last it's just a new genre of music. And not I mean genre, like it's a it's a bigger than a genre. It's a it's a lifestyle for people. Um Absolutely. so I think it it's just gonna be like this this movement that keeps evolving. I mean now house music, you see a lot of like trap and bass guys playing house music and I'm like, right, Oh cool. <laughs> they were the guys that were like paying out fucking house DJs for playing like bass music in their sets like three right. years ago. Right. It's just a, it's it's a fucking cycle, man. Um it, it absolutely is. But I feel like it's here to say, like it's not it's not like disco, it's not like um it's not like it's not a fad, it's 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 definitely firmly planted in the um Zeitgeist, is that the right word?
0: Yeah, um. It's
1: it's part of it's
0: part of who we are now. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, I think you said it perfectly. I mean it's People have, most people have their nine to fivers, so to speak, and then, you know, when they get done with work for the weekend, they want to go and they want to listen to music. Absolutely. And that's our job, right? That's our job to give them that release, And we get the benefit of giving them that experience and that feeling. Uh, But, look, I want to ask you something, too. And it's just about overcoming obstacles from someone like you who's had some ups and downs. You know, you took a chance, moved to L.A., yeah, and for it, you were you know doing your thing in Australia. I mean, it sounded like you were a graphic designer, so you had a job, right? Like a day job.
1: Uh, when I moved to when I moved to state,
0: well, before then, but so when you were living in Australia before you. Decided. Oh, when I was living in Australia, I was um, I was I was DJing like
1: full time. I was you know touring, okay. and but but then I had I had a record deal in Australia that was um, a pretty shitty deal. Like I was stuck. In Australia, with that deal, like I love those guys, but it just it just wasn't right for me, and I couldn't release music outside of Australia, and they they weren't really helping me do that, and I wanted had my sights set on, you know, releasing my music worldwide. So yeah, as I got out of that deal in 2011, it was like a move for me to be like, okay, cool, I want to see what else is out there.
0: Yeah, of course. Was that was that a personal and professional obstacle you overcame? I mean, how did you get oh, through that? Oh, sure,
1: man. Yeah, it was it was tough. Like I moved to the States and um took a huge chance, you know, I packed my suitcase with my girlfriend at the time and uh thought maybe I'd be over here for six months. But I <laughs> I DJed my ass off, like and I became a better producer and DJ for it, like just getting out there and pushing my like I moved over here before my manager moved over here. I was like, dude, I'm I'm going and he had like two young kids at the time, my manager. <laughs> and he got up and left and not got up and left, but he picked yeah. his family up and he now lives in LA too. Um so it was it was just something that I had the urge to do and not I don't want to say it paid off because it's not that's not really like it's not like I gambled and, you know, everything came up nicely like it was more that I put myself in a situation where I had to become a better DJ and producer. Otherwise I'd just go back home.
0: Yeah. I mean, you went for it. You took that chance. I think that's kind of the thing about the modern age, this decade is, you know, people knowing that, oh, this isn't my only chance to try and go for something. Right. Yeah. Um, I feel like, you know, life is, is,
1: (laughs) there's no, there's no made it, you know, in life. It's not like, oh, shit, you know, I, I have a house in LA and um, I made it. You know, there's, there's, no, <laughs> there's no such thing, like, because, you know, life is this constant journey and, you know, tomorrow, like, I could, everything could change, but that's not me losing stuff. It's just me evolving into something else. I don't know. I suppose I've become a bit more wise to that in the last few years, like, trying to um, figure out what all this shit's all about, you know,
0: Yeah, absolutely I think all that outdoors you're getting is helping you a lot too there's a there's a John Lennon quote that I really like and it's life is what happens to you when you're busy making other plans and it kind of seems like you know what you're saying to an extent and I fully believe in that I mean you want to plan for the future but like you said you have no idea what's going to happen tomorrow so all you can do is take Mm. it moment by moment and work as hard as you can and be happy
1: yeah and not be too too hard on yourself I mean I've I've learned that lesson, like constantly, you know, comparing myself to other artists and that only gets you so far. And then, then you become, and you have to become your own person and your own artist and your own, um, uh, what's the word? I suppose artist is the best word. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you kind of climb that ladder. And then once you kind of poke your heads with the clouds, you're like, okay, well now it's time for me to do me to do me.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't can't do it to try and be better than somebody else because then you lose track and lose sight of who you are.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I think that's very wise. I'm learning some shit right now, man. I'm writing all this down. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I know you're busy. I want to ask you: Are there any up and coming producers on your radar that you know we should let the listeners uh, keep an eye out for?
1: Yeah, lots. I mean, I mean, I'm fans of like, you know, guys like. Kodeko, um, even like, uh, Shindo, the kid Shindo who won like a, a remix competition that we did for love on me with, with Galantis.
0: Um, his stuff is really sick too. Those remix Uh, competitions have been amazing for some people.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've done like a few of those now with, um, with my releases over the last like two years.
0: It's good exposure for your music too.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it it seems like um it seems like a lot of people are you know, keen to like remix and re edit and yeah. It's been really good. Uh I also want to mention that I I have the new single coming out on Spinner next month which I can which I can now talk about because we've set a release date.
0: <laughs> What's it called? Uh it's called Superstars. And it's coming out on
1: September sixth.
0: September sixth? Yeah. Wow. On spinning,
1: yeah, it's coming out, coming out on spinning, and it's going to be uh, more of a, a club record.
0: So, okay, yeah, that's,
1: that's the next thing. That's the next thing coming out. Like it kind of picks up where uh, turning and Young kind of left off.
0: Okay, I follow.
1: Yeah, it's going to be great.
0: That's awesome, man. Well, we're so excited to hear your set on Saturday. Uh, like I said, man, this is going to be a great, great time for you. It's more of an intimate setting, so. I know you're gonna enjoy and I'll be on right before you too, so I'll make sure to wait oh, cool. for you. All right, bro. I right, appreciate it, man. Well,
1: looking forward to to meeting on uh on the weekend. Is it Friday or Saturday?
0: Saturday. Saturday I, okay, think, cool. I think I know your flight schedule and you do. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, dude, flights are booked, it's all set. I'm just all like right, good, good. I'll <laughs> screenshot it to you. I'll be your, I'll be your Good deal, man. Well, I appreciate you making some time. Like I said, I'm extremely honored and humbled to have you on, and you're the man, and we're so pumped to see you Saturday. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. All All right, right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye.